0: everybody, I'm Rob Alley. And I'm Zeke Tucker. And we are the hosts of Cinema Snack Bar. It's the ultimate podcast for people who love movies and food. We're going to talk about the films we love and the foods that help inform them. Each week we're going to watch a favorite movie, a bona fide classic, or an audience pick. And we're going to make or try a relevant food from that movie.
1: Be sure to follow us on Instagram at cinemasnackbar and visit us online at cinemasnackbar.com. And most importantly,
0: smash that subscribe button. Let's go, fam... No, I'm not Jake Paul. (laughs) Let's go, family. Episodes release bi-weekly starting March 7th. We'll see you guys then. Get your popcorn ready. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another
1: great song. This is the great song podcast.
0: Season's greetings and welcome once again to the great song podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am JP Mosier, And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. JP, how
2: you doing man, today, man? I am doing fantastic. So I'm super excited today because Rob is up. We're doing episodes and we're going to hear a guitar legend yeah. tonight. Um, but speaking of guitar legends, we have another guitar slash keyboard slash musical legend on with us today yes we one of the greatest musicians around and we are so excited to dive into all things about this artist rob do you want to tell them who we're talking with talking about who we get to hang out with today today we
0: present a very special episode talking about and sitting down with mr neil morse Let's go. (laughs) I feel better about everything (laughs) immediately. after listening to that. Neil Morse, if you are unfamiliar with the name, uh, you know, we've done a few episodes on like progressive rock and we talked about, we've talked about the, the prog rock side gig economy that's like, you know, everybody that's in prog rock bands, you can't be in just one. Right. You can't be in one prog project. You've got to be in 15. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that Some is,
2: with the same people, some with different people. You bring your friends sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you trade friends. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. And
0: so I, I think Neil Morse is the king. He uh-huh. is he's in more projects than anybody I know yeah. of, right? Um, and he's like beloved by everyone. He is an absolute Monster mm-hmm. on two instruments. Yep. He's a monster on guitar, monster on keys. Obviously, he's a a, a great songwriter, great vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has his fingers in more pies than <laughs> than any other musician, maybe on planet Earth. Yeah, right. He's just and everything he does, he crushes. Everything mm-hmm. he does is he's you know great at. Um, and one of the things that I love about Neil Morse is he is one of like maybe five guys in history. I haven't sat down and done the math, okay? But this is my my opinion okay. and theory, okay? He's one of like five guys in history to convert to Christianity from a hard rock background and keep making cool music, Yeah, right? Uh-huh. It's like Keggy, Neil Morris, maybe Mark Farner, Farner, depending on who you ask. Uh-huh. I don't really know who else, uh-huh. right? That just keeps making just music that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so like, because of that, Neil Morris hits like every level of my musical and personal self, you know, if he would just do a concept record about baseball,
2: my life would be (laughs) totally complete in him, him, you know, wearing a Braves Jersey. Yeah. That's, that's all we need. (laughs) And the bat is a star Wars lightsaber. It's like,
0: (laughs) yeah. So there's so much to talk about with Neil and we have a great, a a pretty lengthy interview. So our, our sort of, um, Coverage might be a little shorter than usual because we want to leave time for an interview without having with leaving you guys with a two hour episode. Yeah. Um, but I, I just want to talk through a, a few things about Neil and get you through some of the many different ways that you can experience his music. But I'll go ahead and tell you now, and I'll probably talk talk about this um several times the best way that you can experience by the way that song was reaching for the sky by transatlantic i Mm -hmm. didn't even mention that yet but that's reaching for the sky by transatlantic uh from their recent album the breath of life Uh, i'm sorry from their recent album the absolute universe uh the breath of life the abridged version which is on streaming if you want the full version and you want the best way to experience all of neil's music you need to download the waterfall app. Um the waterfall app is basically Neil's streaming service um for Radiant Records and Neil and many of his related artists and it's a you know it's a monthly subscription and you get everything and mm-hmm. you get everything plus. So like a lot of his stuff and a lot of albums that he's associated with, they're either not available on streaming platforms because they 're on this right, they wanted a better situation for the for the writers and artists, and that 's fu- that 's fine and yeah. so they just went and did their own thing, um, and so they wanted a, a better situation, but not only do you get um, you know, some stuff that you would like look for, and you go, oh, it's not, it's not on Spotify, it's not on Apple Music. Where, where can I find it? You can either go, you know, on its website, buy the physical thing, or you can subscribe on the Waterfall app, and you get stuff that is either not streaming, or you'll have uh, several albums that are like the album is there so that you know it exists, yeah. but it'll have one track, and then the rest is hidden from the streaming services. You get all that on the Waterfall app, and you get. Uh, bonus material that just doesn't exist anywhere else, you know, alternate versions, demos, just straight up new songs and material that isn't being released somewhere else. So if you're like, dude, I need more of this, if Neil is a new thing for you. First of all, congratulations. I'm so happy for you that you get to enter into this part of your life now. Um, But if you, if you want all that you can have, if you want the full fire hose of Neil Morris, (laughs) then get the waterfall app and subscribe and you'll get, I promise you all that you can handle and much, much more stuff. Hello, much, much
1: more. Hey, <laughs> so
0: let me bring that around. All right. <laughs> so yes, what we played you was transatlantic, <laughs> uh, for which he is a vocalist and guitarist. Uh, and he plays keys and, um, one of like 85 different bands and projects that you can find him as a part of, um, And I guess I'll just mention, yeah. A few. Start Let's talking Just Spock's start beard. a few. So, oh, so he was part of the original Spock's Beard lineup. If you know Spock's Beard, they're a, a you know kind of a legendary um, you know side uh, side project of you know. They're just one of those things that if you listen to Prague, you know who Spock's Beard is. Yeah. You know, um, and so he was he and his brother started Spock's Beard um, together, and then um, post like conversion, he left Spock's Beard and started doing other stuff. Um, he's in Transatlantic, which is one of I don't know eighty five projects that he's a part of with drummer Mike Portnoy um, and and other musicians um, and that's who I'll do the meet the band section on I'll do it on, on Transatlantic, Transatlantic okay so. and that we we chose Transatlantic because a that song is awesome I was reaching for the sky and they've just released a new uh, live DVD that you can check out um, and you can get from from, from Transatlantic um, there. Um, he's also part of a, a Beatles uh, tribute band, or not a tribute, a Beatles cover, cover band, band, I'll say, called Yellow Matter Custard um, f- with Paul Gilbert and Matt Bissonette and Mike Portnoy.
2: Just a couple you, of name drops there.
0: It's like, <laughs> yeah, like you, you walk onto a stage and you see those four guys. and You don't how expect many, Beatles. Exactly. How many guesses do you have <laughs> to take before you go, oh, they're about to play you know, revolver, Uh you know what I mean? They're about to hit us with a little, a little Sergeant Peppers. Um, but I, you know, I think though there is a connection because Neil Morris does maybe some of my, or definitely some of my favorite like concept albums, you know what I mean? So it's not too far away to like hop on stage and expect to hear them maybe do some Sergeant Peppers, but like, um, but anyway, that's just a funny thing. You go, Oh, Mike Portnoy, uh, you know, Neil Morse, Paul Gilbert, right. definitely a Beatles cover band, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, let's see. He's in Flying Colors. I'm going to stop and yep. park here for a second on Flying yep. Colors. Uh, Flying Colors is a project with Dave LaRue on bass, Casey McPherson on vocals, who I love. Yep. Um, Steve Morse, not, not no relation, not uh, but Steve yep. Morse, who you might know from, Dixie Dregs, Kansas, you you know his playing style when you hear it. You know that's Steve Morse and Mike Portnoy. Um, and the the uh, Flying Colors project was basically they went, okay, we have all these amazing chops and this musical capability. Let's rein in some of the more um some of the more extreme elements of prog songwriting and think about it through a more straightforward pop rock yeah. sensibility from the writing perspective and see what happens.
2: Yeah. If you want more of a, th- for those of y'all that aren't super prog fans, but you want to listen to, this may be a little more palatable. Yes. For you. Right. Is- yeah. 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 So like,
0: let's go, I, this, this is the first track on their first album, Flying Colors. It's called Blue Ocean. I absolutely adore this album, and this song is a perfect kickoff for it. Now you're getting Neil on keyboards here. That's Steve Morse on guitar.
3: yeah
1: <laughs> In a momentary place it was written on the wall but it never really came to us at all
0: Now there you're getting Casey McPherson on vocals
1: an
0: thing you're gonna get Neil on the second the verse
1: to the that will lead us to the great unending With
0: the wheel of emotion and there's Neil
1: that is all Turn and
0: landing where it may. As the world moves forward to a new
1: beginning, still I feel this way. Then hit it with this hooky chorus.
0: so Dude, good. I just, all day, yeah. all day long, yeah, I'll listen to that. Um, and uh, one of my favorite tracks on there is a track called Kayla, which is... Um, great name. Great great name, right? Um, and uh, it the solo on it, it's a solo by Neil Morse. I mean, I'm sorry, it's a solo by Steve Morse, uh, but I'm going to play it here just because Do I love it. it, and we never get to talk about this album. So this is, this section right here is very Neil Morse, right? These layered vocals all over the place, hopping in and out, and we're going to take it into just this blistering melodic solo. Come on, (laughs) and then this chorus dude yeah. that song is perfect yep. and that solo has every element of a great solo yeah it's got melody speed me- memorable melody te- speed technical wizardry weirdness which got exactly that's about exactly what i was about to say it's got just an enough like what the crap are you doing <laughs> that, th- but th- that resolves itself uh, pleasantly like, yeah it's got everything you could possibly want in yeah. a guitar solo so i love it so check out flying colors Absolutely. just one of neil morse's a great many side projects. Um the guy just lives and breathes, you know, awesome hard rock yeah. and and progressive rock music. Um then you've got the Neil Morse band, mm-hmm. okay? Not to be confused with Neil Morse. Mm-hmm. Different, right? So yeah. there's there's Neil Morse albums, you can go get Neil Morse albums, mm-hmm. but you've got the Neil Morse band which is Neil, Mike Portnoy, Randy George, Eric Gillette and Bill Hubauer. As I understand it, the Neil Morse band itself evolved as a way to be able to have a full-time, like, traveling band Mm -hmm. instead of him having to put bands together when he would, like, go over to Europe or that kind of thing and find, you know... It's so it's just like here's the, this is the crew that's gonna that's gonna be you know whatever and so then they have several bands I mean several albums together as just the Neil Morse band probably my favorite one um, and this is not available on streaming services as far as I know uh, is called the Similitude of a Dream and it is based on this is one of those concept record things we're gonna talk about concept records a lot um, this is based on a uh, a classic a uh, Christian novel uh, called Pil- the Pilgrim's Progress mm-hmm. and um and by uh, John Bunyan um, and it's like, not to be confused with Paul Bunyan, not to be confused. No, not to, at all to be confused with Paul Bunyan. Um, but, uh, it's kind of a, it, it's, it's not like a direct allegory. It's just one of those things, you know, like CS Lewis would just write random books about space or whatever. Yeah. Pilgrim's Progress is like that. It has like elements of whatever, but it's not direct like allegory. But anyway, it's this long story. Um, but, and, and the album is long too. The album is like a whole journey. And by the time you get, I remember, I remember the first time I listened to it, I had to wait, I had to get it and then wait until I had a long drive. Yeah. <laughs> So that I could listen to the whole thing because it's like, it's like very, it's like two and a half hours maybe more than that yeah. i mean it's very long yeah um and i and this you know it's multiple cds and you know whatever
2: um <laughs> and but, we talk a lot with him about like track league there i mean the yeah. kaleidoscope album the first thing it's a 24-minute song yeah it's, like kickstarted album it's <laughs> right like, so it's an investment you don't yeah. want to be like i'm just going from here to the gas station yeah uh, like, right. you're going to be like i'm going from here on a trip like you yes. said it's great traveling music
0: but, but it's so <laughs> rewarding to listen to yeah. it all in one sitting yeah. to take it all in yeah. i remember the the uh, pulling into my last stop, but waiting for the last song to finish and just crying. It was such a relief. <laughs> awesome. The last song is at the at the end of this whole journey. You know what I mean? The way it comes back is just it was such a relief. I just started crying, dude. Um, but let me play you a couple favorite tracks off of uh, the Similitude of a Dream. This is uh, let's let me start with this one. This is called City of Destruction. This is just. He has this way of doing awesome stuff and then getting to the chorus and kicking it up a notch. I
2: agree. He's, it's elevated choruses. Yeah. Like that's his, his choruses are elevated.
0: Yeah. He's going to hit it again, do that little teaser, but then take it to the chorus. Uh, (laughs) Oh, just so much. Goblets of
2: rock elevated everywhere.
0: (laughs) Fully elevated. And then you get everything on this album. This album covers every gamut. You get everything from that to this is Freedom Song. That is vocal band, harmony, Crosby, Stills, Nash, you know, R.I.P. David Crosby. Let me skip, skip ahead just a little bit.
2: And a lot of the tracks we'll play will be heavy electric stuff, but the guy owns an acoustic guitar, too, right. as you can see, and it's good. Yeah. <laughs> just these, you know, I love it. Uh, one more
0: from that album that I just love. This riff never gets old. This is called The Man in the Iron Cage. Led Zeppelin fix. That's
1: great, Rip. <laughs> That's so good.
0: Major melody over that minor minor riff. I just love it. I just love it. So that's all from the Similitude of a Dream, those three, by Neil Morse Band. Then you've got uh, Divergilo Morse, and Jennings, which is more of like acoustic vocal band mm-hmm. stuff. Um, you've got several solo albums that are just branded Neil Morse. Some of them are just songs, right? Just to hear some songs. Some of them are like, uh, Christian songs, and some of them are like worship albums. Mm-hmm. So, like, y- he's covering every like gamut of you know uh, that you could possibly do <laughs> as a writer yep. who lives in like a Christian he's space. Rob's dream. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's truly. I just want to be Neil Morse. I want to be as good as cool and as uh, as I don't know as anything as Neil Morse. Um, <clears throat> then you've got Morse Portnoy, excuse me, Morse Portnoy George. Which is most of the Neil Morse band, or like yeah. the core of the Neil Morse band, <laughs> but they have recorded three cover albums together, including uh, a cover of one of our favorite old gags. Hold on.
1: You're crying, you're crying now.
2: That's right. It's Baker Street. <laughs> <laughs> it's for you, season oneers. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Anyway, gotta love that. Can't yeah, go wrong yeah, with a cover right. of, good cover of Baker Street. Um and then he's got um just I
2: I don't know, I probably missed some. He's probably got yeah, more. There's ten of stuff. Yeah, it's it's good. But for the sake of time we'll keep it keep yeah. it moving yeah
0: and one of the common threads you hear is we keep mentioning mike portnoy yeah. who is you know founding member of dream theater he's been part of Avenged sevenfold winery uh, dogs yeah winery dogs like you know who we just talked to richie Kotzen last week uh from winery dogs and uh um, billy sheehan last season um so we've almost got we're two out of three on winery dogs that's right uh, we'll one of these days we'll get we'll get that third one in here we'll try um But uh, I I love that they have this connection that that Neil Morris and Mike Portnoy do so much together. As a matter of fact, when you and I went to see John Petrucci in Nashville, Mm -hmm. um, we saw Neil Morris there at the show. Um, and you know, as a fan, as a fan, just like, to watch the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was just there and we we're like, oh, of course he's here. Cause Mike Portnoy was playing drums with John Petrucci, um, you know, for the first time live since since his departure from dream theater. And so we're like, of course, that's so cool that they, they have like a bromance, yeah. you know what I mean? Together. I also love that Portnoy who as he once described himself on Twitter, puts the ish in Jewish, um, <laughs> is like neck deep in all these deeply and often very niche Christian projects yeah. with Neil. I don't know exactly what it says about the two of them, but I love something about what it says about yeah, the two I of think them, it's cool. you
2: know? Yeah, same.
0: I love it. Um, Neil has all these great projects. I just, some some other of these projects of his. First, why don't we do Meet the Band, and okay. I'm just going to talk about a few a few okay, more projects cool. that I love.
1: let's all meet
2: the band. All right, we're going to meet the band of Transatlantic. Um, Okay. We talked a lot about Neil, so we'll save him for the interview. On drums that Rob hinted at, uh, Mike Portnoy. Um, I I don't know what to tell you to go listen to of him, so I'll say go to Live at Budokan with Dream Theater from 2004. He plays everything from the stage to the mic stands, comes (laughs) down, and then he takes it to the audience to a guy who... Finally, he's not the best at rhythm. He called somebody up on stage, and he picked the wrong guy. (laughs) And then they finally get it with uh, shaving a haircut, two bits. So that's But, uh, yeah, so good. Um, The Glass Prison, anything from the liquid tension experiment. I mean, just Mike Portnoy. He's another
0: one of these. Like, he rivals Neil Morse for a number of side
2: projects. Exactly. Um, The other guitar player, uh, Mr. Stolt, uh, I think it's pronounced, is it Roin? Or is it? How's it spelled again? R O I N E. I don't ever know how to pronounce yeah, his first maybe name. Is
0: it Ryan
2: somehow? I, it may be. I don't, I know. don't know. Anyway, run, yeah, could this guy's run, good. Run, yeah, um, guitars, vocal, keyboards. So listen to Flower Kings' uh, "Garden of Dreams" solo on YouTube. Go to YouTube and find okay. it because it'll break down the solo. Um, this is a uh, Flower Kings' "Garden of Dreams" solo, um, and this is a good uh, a good introduction to Mr. Stolt.
0: Rocking the Parker Fly, so pleasant. Yeah, it's like if Carlos Santana was good. (laughs) I had
2: to throw that dig that's in. Good. It's been too long. Anyway, I thought this would be a nice little palate cleanser for the blisteringness that we've yeah. had. But it's so good. Let's uh, go. That's right. Oh, I love that. It's so good. Um, on bass and vocals, uh, Pete Trauavis, um band, um, he's in um, Idson's Children. They have a song called The Tempest. Um, but Marillion's been my favorite discovery of them. Okay. And I know that a uh, guy we we hung out with the other day, Michael, yeah. um, is a big Marillion fan. Um and I've really enjoyed getting to 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 learn a little bit more about them. Um, the um St- uh, Steve Rothery is the is a really good guitar player and Steve Hogarth is the perfect perfect vocalist for Marillion. So check them out if you get a chance. But um Pete plays Laney Amplification, Ibanez bass guitars, Laney B Two power amps and cabs. Uh, he's a laney guy the rwb 3000 combo um he also plays a fender p bass fender jazz bass he even has some squire stuff that he still plays which i like to see when huh. people still break out the squire that's when cool. they don't have to yeah um i saw him play squire jazz the other day on something i was like and that's fairly recent like most people graduate from that yeah. it's nice to see them still getting some some love there you know sometimes
0: what, you just find an instrument that, that you feels just love. right yeah, it's just the one it
2: feels right on your hands um, so that's the transatlantic band um, so go. that's the one that we
0: if we were to talk about every <laughs> every uh, associated would be a nine hour episode yeah <laughs> it would be- literally yeah, it'd be it would be as long as one of Neil's concept records <laughs> um so speaking of i I asked you to think about your yep. favorite concept albums because yep. it is one of the hallmarks of like progressive rock um. particularly, it's not limited to progressive rock, but you definitely expect some concept albums or at least some lengthy sections of albums that might be, you know, all, you know, uh, tied together. And if we, if we, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but basically a concept album is one that carries a theme through the whole album and you know among the most notable would be uh sergeant peppers um tommy the who yeah tommy by the who is also one of the great wall it's basically a a put together story or a even you know more modern stuff like i am sasha fierce by Mm -hmm. beyonce where she's sort of playing a character within Mm -hmm. the album you know what i mean outside of her um you know outside of her normal thing um and so, uh, so i will just gonna have you name. Yeah. you know, I'll go ahead and throw. I mean, I feel like
2: we're both gonna say this one, so I'll go. Dream Theater, uh, Metropolis sure. Part, two, Part Two, Scenes yeah. from Memory, Scenes from memory it's gonna yeah. be mine. Um, that's the one that I feel like we would both put. So I'll go ahead and say. Yeah, that Yeah, it just
0: tells a big, big, long, interconnected story. Yeah. And in the prog world, uh, you know. It's often a very intricate story yeah. or even a fantastical story, you know what I mean? Or a a, a fantasy story. I'll say like Glass Hammer just did, uh, their, they just released the third in a trilogy of albums. So it's not just one concept album. It was three connected <laughs> concept <laughs> albums Yeah. Um, yeah awesome. and uh, the the, the uh, trilogy. uh awesome. And it's, I mean, it's insane, dude. You got to check that out by Glass Hammer. Um, definitely one of my favorites as well. Um then you got stuff like The Wall, you know what I mean, Pink Floyd. Um I didn't know Did
2: you know that American Idiot is a concept I album? I saw that I I I did not know that. Like I know the Green Day stuff and yeah. like I, but I didn't I didn't ever pick up on that. Like mm. I don't if you're like name your concept out, al- that's not one that popped in my head as a yeah. concept album. That I didn't sense. realize but apparently it is. I had no idea. Um I've got a couple others. Go um, for it. Yeah. The uh the one that I that I figured you would say you Would put would be Kilroy by Sticks because okay. it's got Mr. Roboto and it's definitely a concept album, but I don't like it. Okay, so that's one that I should have put but didn't. Yeah, um, I'll put I'll list a couple here Captain Fantastic, the Elton John album. Yeah. Um, I, I love that one, I love that whole project. That one's the one with Someone Saved My Life Tonight on it, but one that. I think my favorite, other than the Dream Theater one, and other than the the Biggies like Sgt. Pepper's and the Wall, mm-hmm. is "Running on Empty" by Jackson Brown. Okay, so that's like a that's the story of life on the you know that's the yeah. band story, mm. um, and everything from the, you know, the drummer with anyway. I don't want to talk too much about it because I've got to take. On that album and something that I'm going to use later. Okay. That for yeah, we're going to cover it one day. Well, and I've sure. got a I've got a hot take that I can't wait to talk about that I've okay. pocketed. But running on empty, Jackson Brown.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. The Kinks had some Arthur. Uh. The Kinks. You've got um. Smile by Brian Wilson, 2004. I
2: saw that Control by Janet Jackson was listed as a concept album um, really? on the list, which I don't. I mean, I know that's got nasty and what uh-huh. have you done for me lately, but I don't. I never would have picked that as a concept album either. Yeah, that's, me neither. Similar um, to the Green Day thing.
0: Yeah. Some of these, and some of these are, you know, I haven't listened to them enough to be able to realize why they're concept records or whatever. But apparently, "The Suburbs" by Arcade Fire is okay. listed as a concept record. Rush has several. Twenty One Twelve is probably probably the most popular of theirs. But even Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys yep. is considered the first concept record. Mm-hmm. And we've talked before about how that was that kind of inspired the Beatles to make Sgt. Pepper's, yeah. which is maybe considered. The, the greatest concept record yeah. of all time because it's considered by many the greatest, greatest record out, yeah, of all I'm time. Sure. So great those Pet, pet Sounds and uh, and that one kind of jockey for that top spot with a lot of people. Dark Side of the Moon, another great. Yeah. Pink Floyd has several. Animals. Uh, we ma- mentioned The, the def- Wall. So. Yeah, The Wall, yeah. So, you know, several of those. Ziggy Stardust, you know, yeah, David Bowie. Bowie. Um Bowie. One that I'd kind of forgotten about, but apparently uh, Monster by R.E.M. is a concept record. The one that had What's the Frequency, Kenneth? Okay. Um, that one's a, a concept record as well. Uh, Desperado by the Eagles is, excuse me, Desperado by Eagles, Eagles. is yeah. listed as a concept record. Um, so, I don't know. Janelle Monet, The Arch Android, uh, 2010. So, anyway, it's great. I love a good concept. Yeah, by, me too. Uh, you Same. know, something that is... Um I like the story.
2: I like getting into Yeah, in and, uh, you get
0: you get a story same. and try and find the find the threads and then in a lot of it it's you're you're following these characters and these mm-hmm. convoluted not convoluted stories, these complex stories I should say. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you get I mean the freaking Metropolis Part 2 is probably the one that I've listened to the most in my life. Same. Um you know, and it's got like Time travel and alternate personalities and all. This, I can picture you know, Victoria.
2: Of... I've never met sure, her, yeah, but I know who Vic. Like I see her in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. When I'm when I'm safe in the light that surrounds that's me, right. I can I can picture it. Yeah, she's <laughs> gone forever. Only memories remain. But <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so that's good. I've got to stump the genius. Let's do it. Let's stump do it. Let's we'll stump the genius. Stump the genius. Stump
1: the genius. Stump the genius. It's time to stump the genius. Jump up and t-
2: Take your part.
0: I feel like I'm going to be easily stumped today.
2: All right, I was going to do a Morse code game, but <laughs> I, thought that I couldn't put it together. That's wow.
0: way too hard. It's S O S, and that's all. That's so all I'm
2: going to do. Uh, let's do Morse code. Uh, let's do name this Neil. Okay. Uh, let's set a timer. Name let's, that Neil. Let's all do right. another one of these. Let's do a timer. I'm going to. I'm going to do. I wrote down five, and um, I need to think of some keywords for him. But let me just let's go. Oh, let's do five of them. How many? Seconds, you think for five? Five seconds f- each. Twenty-five. Five
0: kneels. Thirty seconds. Let's do 20, thirty. Thirty. Thirty feels. Uh, thirty feels general. Let's go twenty-five. Let's okay, go let's for go the twenty-five. Challenge. We got five
2: seconds. Five
0: per. F- for, for for no one every five seconds. One every what five I need seconds. Yep. There
2: we go. Famous kneels. Ready, set, go. Uh, walked on the moon, Armstrong. astronaut. Uh, sweet Caroline. Uh, um, give this engagement diamond. ring. Yeah, um, I'm gonna nail this. Drummer for a rush. Uh, Peart. Neil yeah, Peart. brand of shampoo. Uh, not old, but uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Uh huh. Yep. Um, Guitars for Journey. John. Uh, yep. Yeah, Boom. Nail yeah. that. Ding- Seven ding- ding- seconds ding- ding- to go, ding. dude. That was awesome. Well done. All right. Neil Armstrong. I was of, man, Neil Diamond. Neil Pert. Pert. Never Never really Neil really Young. Thought about so many Neil's. Neil Sean. Before. Yeah. Neil 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 Sadaka. What other Neil? Yeah, that's right. I yeah. didn't write him down. What other Neil's we got? Neil uh, Neil O'Donnell, quarterback. Yeah. Ne- <laughs> <laughs> well done well done um okay let's see i'm going to
0: highlight just because i love playing this stuff and i hope i'm hoping to inspire some of you who may not know uh Neo we're like Wars. we're going to
2: keep this a really short front part and then we played like 93 clips yeah come on let's let's enjoy this this yeah. is good
0: but i i want to just highlight a couple more things um that will hopefully inspire you to um you know to go listen to some more cuz he's got some just amazing amazing stuff this is from okay this is fun this is from his album one uh which is probably probably the album of his that i've listened to the most And, uh, it's, you know, it's another big sprawling epic. I mean, they're all just big sprawling epics, but there's a couple of those, just the overture in itself is this big, long thing. Uh, and it has all these beautiful parts to it, but this is a a really cool thing that I think is a little different from what we've listened to. This is called author of confusion. And, um, it's, uh, if you know that term, like if you've been to, if you've been to church, uh, long enough. You've heard that term used as like yeah. God is not the author of confusion, <laughs> you know. And um, but I want you to listen to this because it plays so well. Of course, you've got this furious instrumental stuff. But what what I really love about this track is the vocals. Let me let me get to them. It's him wailing on keys. We haven't really heard that yet. We're in odd time signatures. Yeah, I've been not time a four-four with that. Then we get this.
1: confusion you play inside my mind and i want to run but where can i hide author of confusion your aim is to confound
2: put on headphones folks
1: which is up or down author of confusion, confusion. Uh-huh. you play inside my mind <laughs> and i want what to run I, but where can i hide author of confusion, confusion. <laughs> That's crazy sex. So brilliant. Truth is
2: I don't know. Take that, take 6. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's freaking awesome. Right,
0: and just the concept like that it literally becomes what you're talking about, so you know good. what I mean? I it's love I just it. that's, Oh that's gosh, good. I love that. Uh that might be the last thing I'm going to play cuz it's so that's cool. That's great. But yeah, that's it, tough to talk. Check it out. There's there's so much greatness to be discovered if you don't know Neil Morris. If you do know Neil Morris, I guarantee I know Danny Wade is listening right now mm-hmm. and he's been begging us to talk Neil Morris since season 1. Yeah. He's like a a day one listener of the <laughs> show and and the biggest Neil Morse fan in the world. And so Danny, I hope we've done you proud and made you happy today. Um But if you are new to Neil and these side projects, go check out all of them because yeah. you're gonna you're gonna find multiples of them that you're just gonna absolutely love. If you love And we'll follow up with you in June
3: and see how yeah. things are going, because you're gonna go deep.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you just love great heavy rock uh and riff rock mm-hmm. melodic rock it's just so good yeah. it, like it's uh, you know you can't you can't go wrong with Neil Morse ever 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 yeah. so we're going to take you right now to an interview with the man himself Mr. Neil Morse one of the one of the coolest uh, opportunities for an interview that we've had um and he's literally back like here in your backyard like he yeah. lives very close by yeah. actually which is which is even cooler but so we're going to go to that interview in just a second but first stop what you're doing right now Put down your ever uh, everything. Put down that switch controller. Put down subway ticket. I don't care if you're about to hop on the subway. Whatever you're doing, and uh, get I out thought you f-
2: meant like the subway sandwich ticket. Oh like,
0: sure, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm about to get my sa- here's my ticket. Who's my Can ticket. I have my my sandwich? Yeah, my coupon for
2: my sandwich. Dude, um, you know what's weird?
0: What's that? Check this you're not out. holding.
2: <laughs> I am freaking <laughs> holding a subway coupon in that my back pocket. Is
0: bizarre. That's nuts. Okay. Wow. wow that, that was one. very strange.
2: All right. Um,
0: but no, drop that. Drop it, JP. <laughs> Come on, dude. It's time to. Get your phone out and go to greatsongpodcast.com and subscribe to the show at your favorite uh, player of choice. It's time to go to Instagram, Twitter, uh, and Facebook at Great Song Pod. It's time to go to the Facebook group, Great Songs and the Great People Who Love Them Greatly. And it's time to go to Patreon, Patreon, P A T R E O N, dot com slash Great Song Pod. If you want more of the show, if you want to just Support the show if you like what we're doing and you want to be part of supporting some independent creators. uh, We are most grateful for that. And you'll get some bonus goodies to say thanks. Uh, So, yeah. Thank you for everybody who's listening. We're going to go right now and talk to Neil Morse. We'll be back to tuck you in on the other side. This is The Great Song Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we are here with the incomparable, the one and only Neil Morse. Neil, thank you so much for joining us today on The Great Song Podcast. Such a pleasure.
4: Well, thank you. Glad to be here,
0: man. You are you are one of those guys for us that we just absolutely geek out over, uh, you know. And it's w- like it, it's one of those things where, like, when you find somebody else in the wild that knows Neil Morse, it's an instant bond. You know what I mean? Um, so <laughs> I can't wait to be able to a for the for the people in our audience who already know and love your music. Uh, they're going to freak out. And then the people who don't yet know you are going to be like this guy, holy cow. <laughs> so love it. When we get a chance to talk to an artist who has that sort of dual, you know, dual thing for us. Um, so first of all, how are you?
4: <laughs> I'm really good. I'm, I'm great. Um, practicing for right now for the transatlantic gigs that are coming, um, um, I guess by the time this airs, those gigs will be over. So <laughs> well, all my practicing, all my concern about like, am I actually going to be able to play this with both hands? That will all be in the past, and yeah. probably a lot of gone great. <laughs> but right now, that's where I'm at. It's like, wow, how am I going to play all this stuff? You know, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. So
0: uh, how do? But you- it's all good. How yes. do you, when you're, when you're prepping for something, um, or, or even when you're not, when you're, you're always prepping for something, I know you well enough to know that you're always, you're always got something in the works. Um, but how, how do you go about maintaining your chops and, and figuring out like, how I, am I going to pull this off? Your music gets so complex. Uh, how, how do you go about, you know, making your hands do what you want them to do?
4: Well, I mean, it's, a lot of, it's just like it's it's practice, you know, learning the runs and where to cross your thumb under and where, you know, like getting it's you know, trying to get the muscle memory going. Um, that's what it is for everyone that's playing any kind of intricate music, you know. Uh, it's like cl- practicing for a classical concert. You know, you've you got to train your fingers to to do it, even if your mind's distracted, which takes a lot of time. Wow, how
0: do you how do you fight that distraction? That's a that's a great uh, great thing to put in there.
4: Well, I mean, I have to accept, have to accept that I'm going to make a certain amount of mistakes, mm. and then and enjoy myself anyway. I think people they don't want to see somebody getting frustrated because they made mistakes. <laughs> they'd rather see somebody they'd rather see somebody make fun of themselves. I think than... That that. The main thing that you know, I try not to get too when the gig comes, like this is the preparation time, but when the gig comes, then I try to focus on delivering the song. You know, no and having you don't have to do the same thing with the lyrics that I do with the playing. I have to drill it so that it's on the tip of my tongue when I'm not thinking it just that it's you know, like certain songs that are just in your bones. Sure. Right. You don't have to think about it. You just start singing it. And so that's the way I have to have this stuff be. So I do a lot of drilling, a lot of listening. I walk and listen a lot. I learned that from John Anderson actually from yes, we were talking okay. about preparing and he said, well, the, mo- the thing I do the most is just listen. I'll go for long walks and just listen really with that kind of intensity. And so, yeah, it's all, it's all part of the, you know, preparing for a tour.
2: I uh you mentioned John Anderson, so I gotta talk about the kaleidoscope album, which I love. Nothing like a good twenty four minute track, uh, into the blue to start an album. Uh that is that is Neil Morse right there. If you wanna know anything, you uh you want, a twenty four minute track to kickstart an album is the way to go. Buckle in kids. Uh,
4: so it's yeah, it's good stuff. Well, you don't wanna scare them off. <laughs> <laughs> well, ease them in. Some right. people if, if they if they don't know about, you know, this kind of music, uh you know, sometimes the length will be like what? <laughs> you know, a forty-minute song? Oh no! <laughs> but it's really—it's it's a lot of themes and instrumental passages and songs kind of strung together. It, you know, I mean, I mean, you could say it's a forty-minute song, but you could also you could you could cut it up into bits, yeah, if you wanted to. Uh, uh, you know, like there's a lot of albums like that, like the second side of Abbey Road is mm-hmm. one continuous thing but they called it all those different songs. Uh funny thing was I discovered we discovered early on that if we if we cut it into different songs and had the numbers of the, what the time was the album didn't sell as well. Really? Wow. <laughs> like in the prog world. Yeah. The longer the better. Yeah. Like oh wow 5 minutes. <laughs> 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 yeah. One of the one of the early Spock's Beard records, we we uh, I I think it was uh, the Healing Colors of Sound piece. Uh, I decided to break it up and put ID points in between and. It wasn't nearly as popular, I think, partly
2: because of that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The, uh, well, that's a weird thing to have to that, think that's about. That's great. I love that. Well, you know, the Whirlwind album that came out in <laughs> 2009 after that, you, you tried to ease them in with a nine-minute st- start, yeah. but it's still broken into parts. What goes into like writing a five-minute song versus a nine-minute song versus a 24-minute song? Do you write them? like when? Let's just take Into the Blue, for instance. Did you think, I have 24 minutes of... Idea, I want to put into one, or did you think of it in all the different parts? What's the how do you write that differently?
4: Well, that was a collaborative one. Um, the transatlantic stuff is all collab- you know, so we we work on it in the room. Um, you know, I think some of those themes I, ha- I you know, we all had demos. Uh, Roina had demos, Pete has demos, I had demos. Mike is kind of the cleaner and the organizer of things, and so. I don't remember now, but probably Mike said, Hey, I was thinking that we should start off with this theme of Neal's and then maybe go into. And then we'll take a little germ kernel idea. Like, I think I had the idea on one of my demos for the thing, but I don't think it had drum breaks. Like, so then we, we a lot of times you'll take somebody's idea. And then in the room, you're like, well, why don't we extend that part? And what, do, oh, what if we stop here? You know, it just becomes this whole crazy thing. And the same thing with Royna's uh, uh, stuff that we used uh, later on in the song. The um, What's the next part? with the where, where he starts off with that really weird low voice thing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. But anyway, yeah, so we just, we work on it in the room. And it's all about... It's like you know, you're just on a journey and you're like, well, yeah, that's cool up to there. Where should we go now? We'll, we'll get around, you know, like, well, what if, about if we did something like this? Or oh, I was thinking that we could go into this guy's demo here and we'll try it and then go, yeah, yeah, that's a good place to go. And you just feel it out and try to, you know, sometimes we'll, somebody will want to end it. And another guy will go like, oh, no, no, I, we can't leave out this thing. You know, so it's it's, it's very collaborative and, and intuitive. And you, you just kind of go till it feels like, okay, I think it's ready to end. But you're really following the music where it wants to go as best you can.
2: The, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the, the Ronnie they speaking of is Stolt, uh, another guitar player, um, and another John Anderson tie in kind of there, and Pete's. Peter uh, Travis from On Bass. Um, I wasn't super familiar with uh, Marillion, but, man, I I, kind of went deep on them, too. So thanks for uh, kind of introducing—so good. I mean, Steve Rothery's a real good guitar player, and Steve Hogarth's a perfect vocalist for them. So thanks for introducing me to them. That's good stuff. Um, but we got to talk about yeah. Mike, Mike Portnoy. Absolutely. I mean, that's our that's our guy. Yeah, he's so, one of our you know so, he's one of everybody's
0: top dude, tier drummers. I mean, so um, we're
2: huge Dream Theater fans. Yeah, uh, so, and huge. Yeah, and huge like, everything.
0: Mike and and you've been playing with him in in various iterations at least since like the late '90s. You may maybe even before that, but as far as I know, at least from the late '90s. Um, what is what what's the sort of you know, musical connection that keeps you guys coming back to each other as collaborators?
4: Well, I mean, it just, it keeps being good. It keeps working. (laughs) It keeps... Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, uh, we're we're really good friends. We're great admirers, I think, of each other's gifts. Um, You know, we lean on each other. Uh, I know I lean on Mike for a lot of different things, it, more, even more than drumming. He's much more than a drummer. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's a, you know, he's, he's really kind of a producer. He's a, he's a mastermind, you know? And so I've learned to, you know, I think we've learned to lean on each other, trust each other, you know, not that we don't ever butt heads cause you probably <laughs> know. I mean, it's well-documented some of the times that we've butted heads, <laughs> but that's all part of the creative thing, man. You know, strong, creative people are going to have strong, creative opinions. And so, you know, it's part of that working it out, you know, that makes great records, I think. Mm.
0: That's good. Yeah, that's great. And sometimes some of that, you know, uh, friction can reveal kind of what's best about a song or an idea or, you know, when when somebody finally goes, all right, yeah, you're right. (laughs)
4: Yeah, well, uh, you know, interestingly... As I learn more about my, how my favorite records were made and the conditions, a lot of times they were in the worst kind of tension that they'd ever been in as a band. Yeah, And I have to say, like, oh, I don't know. That's my favorite record.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> a lot of the time. So I try to remember that because sometimes, you know, tension is who needs it, right? You kind of get to a point where you're like, oh, God, who needs it? I don't really want to live with this, you know, because it's it it's inside. You yeah. know, you will feel it here. When Mike and I butted heads and came to a impasse about similitude of a dream, um, I mean, it's uh, we're friends and it's hard, you know, it's hard, and you're in the room with all these other people, <laughs> and it's just like it's gut wrenching, yeah. really. It was, and then you know, the next day, you know, uh, we apologized to each other, we worked it out, and we finished the album and. It was just like smooth sailing from then on. But it's easy in those moments. You know, it's kind of like marriage. You know, you're going to have those times when you're wrestling with each other. And uh, anyway, by the way, the word Israel means those that wrestle with God. Just thought I'd throw that in. There we go. Well, okay. Okay. So there's sometimes...
0: Please. So th- we're perfect, anyway, go ahead. perfect no. inroad to, to a conversation about faith and, and, um, you know, the way oh, that you sort of wear your faith on your sleeve, you know, uh, as an artist, um, one of the really interesting things about you is, you know, is that it's like you even, you even lean into it, you know, um, and, and are very overt with, you know, the things, your, your subject material and the, the things you put out, um, and But at the same time, you, like, you're putting out Transatlantic and Flying Colors and simultaneously working on, like, worship records and concept albums about, you know, the Apostle Paul. And, like, <laughs> you're musically retelling Pilgrim's Progress. Like, uh, you know, I, I know it's a really broad question, but how do you approach um, infusing your music with your faith like that?
4: Well, again, it's very instinctive. And I, I was just telling my wife the other day, there's been times when I wanted to say what I feel or what I wanted to say, maybe a little stronger or more directly, but I would start to write that and then kind of feel like, "Mm, no, I don't think that's the way it wants to go. Mm. And so sometimes I'll, I'll speak very directly about Jesus. And then other times, it's you know love made a way when there was no way out, right? You know, kind of more general thing that kind of everyone can accept. You know, everybody loves love, yeah. <laughs> sure, <yeah. laughs> right? So it's all it's all about just trying to discern the will of the Lord, and His will changes. I mean, He He's the same, yeah, yesterday, today, and forever, but how he's interacting with people and what he's desiring to say, I think, differs. Um, and so it's all about trying to to ascertain that and, and to express it the best we can.
2: Dude, your uh, your 2003 album, Testimony, Rob's like, Neil Morris is a Christian. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Me and Rob are both born again Christians, so we're like geeking out. We're like, it's so good. Then you yeah. add Carrie Livgren and the one album, you got Keggy on there. Keg- Keggy's like my... You're, you're top tier, but Keggy's my number one. Everybody knows I talk about <laughs> Phil Keggy all the time. Love that guy. So oh. we were so excited to hear that. And that's one of the reasons we're excited to talk with you on this yeah. today. It's like we're kind of getting I literally,
0: up. I was at my, I, it was forever ago at this point, but I was uh, newly married, visiting my in-laws in Texas. Um, and I, I say something about Neil Morse and my mother-in-law goes, you mean the worship leader? <laughs> and I go, what? <laughs> and she goes, this guy. I'm like, yeah, that guy. What? What are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> so it was a great little moment, a, a marriage of two worlds that just exploded my brain. Um, a, a lot of folks who have the, the kind of conversion experience that you had feel the need to kind of soften their edge. Um, you know. And, and I have to say how happy it makes me that you continue to really crank up your amps and really go for it. You know, I can listen to an album like, one... And get the same, um, if if I can use a churchy word, the same edification from it as if I would listen to like a Rich Mullins song or something like that. Did you ever struggle with the notion that you might need to kind of chill out after you got born again?
4: Well, no, you know it's always it, it, it's a daily felling out, right? Yeah, it's a daily Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want? You know, what do you want to say now? You know, and so that was the whole thing about testimony particularly was, you know, cause I, the last album I'd made before that was snow with Spock's beard and which is quite veiled. It's all about the Lord. Yeah. You know, uh, love beyond words, open wide, the floodgates, you know, all, all of that stuff, solitary stolen and uh wind at my back. All It's all about him. But, um, in that time, I felt like with Spock's, you know, it needed to be veiled, and I was just, I was just getting pent up and tired of not really telling it. Mm. You know, what is this love beyond words that you're singing about? Yeah, right? right? I, I really, I, at that time in my life, I was like, you know, I, I just, I quit the bands, and I was like, Lord, what do you want me to do? And I and and I heard nothing for four months, I think. There was a a stillness upon the waters. (laughs) It was a strange time, not knowing what I was going to do next. If I was going to go work at Starbucks or if I was, (laughs) what were we going to do? How were we going to make a living? What were you, you know, I had little kids that, you know, it was quite a test of faith, really. And then all this music started to play in my mind that was like the music that I used to do. Mm -hmm. I started hearing all this progressive rock music in my head. It was just exploding was exploding so much so I couldn't I was at that time I was recording onto a handheld cassette recorder. You know, so I was carrying it in my car and it's going <laughs> all awesome. this stuff, like like five ninety minute cassettes just filled up. You know, I was like uh and then I started to have the idea of of telling my story. To progressive rock music and that was the first time that I really you know I, mean, I really started to say what it really is about which is which it was you know I knew it was Jesus i say I'm the, you know towards the end yeah because <laughs> I'm telling my whole story but uh it was, it was very satisfying and then you know on into one and question mark and 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 on and on, and on. but uh because you don't want to scare them yeah, off at wonder. the beginning
2: you said that to steal a <laughs> quote right. from you you don't want to scare them off at the beginning anyway <laughs> that's good
4: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, well, I don't know. You could liken it to a restaurant. You know, you people walk in the restaurant, you don't know, like, just you know, hit them in the face with a piece of meat or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can, here's our
2: specialty. Yeah, you, right? you know, you
4: want to have it be a nice environment and and uh, you know, like and, dress it up nice as nicely as you can and and tell the story as best you can in a way that will be received.
0: That's great. Every little, every little table setting and every little <laughs> aroma, it all leads to like the main course. You that's know, good. that's a, that's a great uh, way to put that.
2: I do want to talk about your cover to cover album um, with Pleasant Valley Sunday, which I love. Obviously, the U two song um, with Streets, um, the can't find my way, can't find my way home. The the Steve Winwood Blind Faith song, which is like sweet and acoustic. Yeah. Till it isn't, it's like, oh, there we go. There's the melodic guitar nastiness I was looking for. Um, which was also, was that a bonus disc on the 2003 testimony? Was that on the, was that a bonus disc on that? Cause I felt like
4: I, I had think heard so. that before. I think it was.
2: Okay, cool. I was like, I think I'd heard that before yeah. somewhere. Um, how, yeah. do you, how do you pick your covers? Is that something where you go like, I love this song, I love this artist, or you're like, I can do this well. Like how do you go into picking your covers?
4: Well, usually, if it's me and Mike and Randy, which most of those were some of those early ones were ones that we had that we had done before Randy was really that much a part, but from the one album on, Randy was, and this is sometimes how it goes at the dinner table on the first night. We'll start, you know, talking about the album and then somebody will say, well, I've been thinking about the covers because the covers are like, if we finish the album a night early, <laughs> there we go, then we can there spend, we then we can spend the last day just having fun. I like that. That's good. Right. And do it and doing covers of whatever we feel like. So usually somebody will say, yeah, I've been thinking, but man, I really want to cover this. And the other two guys will say, we can't think about that yet, man. <laughs> we got to We got to do the album. first. I don't want to talk about that. Don't talk about the covers yet. And then like Sunday night, let's say, you know, we're finishing up. It's like, Hey man, what, what, songs do you guys want to cut? <laughs> and, and, and kind of, it's usually like everybody picks a couple and then we'll talk about it. And I will sometimes say, Hey, I, I'm sorry. I can't sing that. That's too high for me or whatever. Uh, or yeah. Uh, yeah, I can do that, but I need to do it in this key. You know, we'll discuss yeah. discuss it. Uh, but mostly, it's just about it banging it out and having fun.
0: One thing I've always been really interested about you uh, is I feel like you were ahead of the curve on some things with the inner circle, and then eventually the waterfall app. Um, as far as presenting like subscription type, you know, model and material for for fans to get music and access. You know what I mean? I, I felt like you were really ahead of um, you know ahead of a lot of other even industries in that you know you were since the beginning of like Netflix before Netflix was streaming you were you had digital material available you know for for fans and stuff like that what was your what was your vision for that uh, uh giving fans that kind of connectivity and have you found it to even affect the way that you make music where you know all right I've got to get some stuff out for waterfall you know what's what's that been like for you?
4: well I started inner, the inner circle which is like a you know fan club basically right. uh, two thousand five I think and uh, there were a lot there was a lot of different you know the 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 reasons for it were numerous um obviously one of them was to the, you know I was feeling not to tour my kids were little and I was kind of feeling like I should be home more I mean i Tour a little bit, but not hardly at all. So I was, I need to have some kind of income stream uh, besides just, you know, whatever I was receiving from album royalties, which in the prog world is not that much, frankly. Um, so there was that, obviously. Uh, but there was also, like, I'm a real sharer. Like, uh, people that I'm in bands with sometimes get frustrated with me because I'll just share stuff. <laughs> that isn't perfect <laughs> if I think it's funny or cool or, you know, so there were a lot of like what I would call B or even C, uh, you know, like not a list products. There was, you know, concerts from here, or films from there or song demos and just, you know, and so I'd like to share that stuff. So I thought, Oh, it'd be a great outlet for me. And I don't want to have to irritate on anybody else. <laughs> It'll be kind of mine. and I can just, I can just give him kind of whatever I feel to give him. So that, that was a big part of it too. And, uh, you know, I just thought it would be cool. It was a lot of work. In the early days, we were sending uh, actual CDs and DVDs yeah. in the mail. Uh, the only thing that was digital was the newsletter. So I had to come up with six releases a year Was every other month. It still is every other month. And the inner circle is still going strong. And of course now it's digital, but uh, yeah, it's been great. What a great support. Uh, Waterfall came much later. I can't remember when it started What 2015, 16, something like that. Yeah. 17. Yeah, so. <laughs> anyway. Well, that was, that's you know, that started because, you know, started to experience how great streaming is for the listener. Yeah. But for myself, Oh, if I was like sitting in my recliner and the music's playing, and my wife asks me a question, I push pause. I say I answer a question, then I push play. You know, I don't have to get up and <laughs> pull the needle off the vinyl or you know any of that stuff. And then the, somebody calls, I answer the phone, and then the music stops. And then when I get back on the phone, the music starts again. And then and, and then I get in my car and I can just listen to the same piece of music right where it was. You know, it's very convenient. Streaming is incredibly convenient, and and it sounds pretty good. And uh, so, i was thinking, wow, how can I provide this for my listeners and actually get paid a little bit?
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> right.
4: <Exactly. laughs> we all know that, especially at a level like I'm at, I don't even think I would even show up on Spotify's radar as being worthy of sending a check. <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. That, like,
0: they've got that threshold
4: what, like <laughs> 0.002 cents per stream. You know, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that that was part of it. Too. I started to talk to people about, you know, creating my own streaming app and that became Waterfall. And I'm really thankful for everybody that uh, all the tech guys that volunteered to help put it together. It's amazing. It's amazing that it even got done. <laughs> if anybody wants to uh, get waterfall um you go to waterfallstreaming.com
0: there you go recommend it waterfallstreaming.com and sign up all right
4: that's a that's my plug
0: all right one one more question for me and then we've got I know we've got one more that we ask everybody so but two quick questions we'll let you get out um here. as a as a guitarist is there something you find that you do differently than like most other guitarists something that you maybe like you would say i i don't do this the right way or i don't do this the way that like normal guitarists do it, but it works for you. Like I I know when I play, I'm holding the pick wrong and I can't change that at this point in my life. You know, is there something like that about you as a guitarist that you do or as a keyboardist?
4: I think I'm holding the pick wrong as well. (laughs) (laughs) And the the guys that play really fast, they hold it, they get those little tiny picks and they, and they, you know, yeah. I'm I'm still more of a like big Dunlop yeah strummer. I like
0: how you thing. said the guys that play really uh, fast like you're not Like one you're of not them,
4: fast but- come on you're a shredder come on <laughs> but I know what you mean we get it. Well, I don't. I, it's not natural for me. I, when I learned, I learned a lot of from the a lot of the blues players of the '70s. So I do a lot more hammering on and bending, and I do a lot more actually with my left hand. Then my right hand, like Steve Morse and Eric Gillette do a lot of this picking of every note, uh, which sounds amazing. But I really, I can do that. I just have to really work at it. Like if I'm improvising a solo, I'm probably not just going to do that because it doesn't come naturally to me. Um, there's one thing that's funny about me as a guitar player. There's, there's something that people talk about, uh, which is it's in the hands, man. Mm-hmm. Your tone is in the hands
3: mm-hmm.
4: with all the gear and all the different things. The main thing is that the tone is not actually the way you play, and there's an old amp I had in the, when we were learning in the 70, late '70s and '80s called Sound City. I had this little Sound City amp, and it it just had that this really biting, like almost like punk rock biting sound to it. And so me and Rich Mauser mixes my stuff. It's like the, and here's the thing with me as a guitar player. It doesn't matter what amp I use. The Sound City is in my hand. <laughs> it's in the way I act. Like, I will I can play through a fractal like Eric Gillette. I'll, it'll still have a little bit of Sound <laughs> City in it, That's man. <laughs> I love that. That's good. Yeah, That's so good. Well, it's if, funny.
2: One question we ask everybody. You're on tour. Either okay. Neil Morse Band, Transatlantic, Whatever. Spock's beard eat whatever and you go into a gas station what is your gas station snack food of choice and while you're thinking of your gas station snack food I'll tell you I get a three musketeers bar when I was growing up my mom would say you could have any candy bar you want and it's the most ounces what is your gas station snack food of choice
4: Ooh, man uh, we have stumped him with all the I really w-
2: <laughs> tough ones, the
4: gas station one. i <laughs> him a curveball. Well, I really like pistachios, but most most gas stations don't have pistachios. Okay, but if I was going to get like a candy bar or something, I'd probably get an almond joy.
0: Okay, okay. there you go. All right. I like it. Those are both, to me, those both feel like prog snacks, right? (laughs) There's like a lot of textures, (laughs) layers, you know, pistachios are kind of a little work at first. You're going to hurt your teeth a little bit. You're
1: going to leave with some teeth pain. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. This has
2: been so fun. So cool. Thank you so much Yeah, man. man. You've been awesome.
4: Great talking with you
2: guys, man. Tell uh, tell Roy thanks too that hooked us up. He's uh, been great in the email communication and whatnot, so... Thanks for all that so uh you...
4: great hey on a side note are you guys coming to Moore's fest it's right here in, it's in you're the, in Tennessee man in the you're in Middle.
2: yeah we need to we need to be there yeah, yeah we, definitely, we definitely need to do that yes we'll say yes <laughs> yeah, we'll see you there that'd be great we'll come half 5 you we'll yeah. find you
4: excellent okay. good excellent. stuff excellent right. I think they're I think by the way just between us I think they're about to put some tickets on sale because okay. there's like some left and we want to blow them out so
2: okay we'll do it
4: Come on! It's yeah. going to be epic, absolutely epic.
2: Sounds awesome. good, rock and roll.
4: I mean, the, the the whirlwind with real strings. Oh my god! Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah.
2: that's awesome. Thanks, Neil. Looking amazing. forward to it, bud.
4: Yeah. All right. All right, man. Thanks. Take care we'll of yourself. You Take care. Cheers. Bye.
0: This is the Great Song Podcast. And that was the incredible, amazing, often imitated, never duplicated, <laughs> Mister Neil Morse. Such a cool thing that we got to talk to him uh, and finally uh, scratch this itch to cover his music. Um, we just and I hope you guys enjoyed him as much as you have enjoyed the uh, the clips and the, and the music of his. But anyway, such how, how cool is this? I don't know. I'm stumped for words like I'm yeah, literally like great. this is just so stinking awesome so thank you guys for listening we'll be back uh, next week as season 11 rolls on with more great music more incredible artists uh, a change of gears next
2: week uh, is coming <laughs> so be ready <laughs> if and, we uh, just drew you in with all things prog and you're like this is my kind of show Yeah, <laughs> get ready we're taking you on a turn that's right there will be guitar there will be
0: an inc- another incredible guitar player next yes. week but it's headed in a different direction so we'll see you guys then until then I'm I'm JP. Go listen to some music.